All right. So uh, welcome everybody who came in and decided to listen in and learn a little bit about turning your losses your, into tax wins. We're going to talk about the losses that you may have generated from either you have incurred from your business or from your real estate investments. Now these losses, the reason why I wanted to talk about it now is because a lot of people are having challenges uh, relating to COVID-19, which is resulting in losses of revenue and maybe they're not making as much as they can. Uh, so as you may have incurred some hardships on your business, we still wanna make sure that we are thinking about this from a tax perspective and all the opportunities that we may have available resulting from this loss of revenue and these business losses. So that's why I decided that now might be a good time to talk it. I know talk about this topic. I know a lot of people are obsessing over the PPP loans and for good reason, lots of opportunities there, but there are some other opportunities that a lot of people are overlooking and not discussing with their CPAs, um, including some items in the CARES Act that we'll talk about uh, in the later slides. So I'm gonna go through these slides. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear your thoughts. A lot of you I know are gonna watch this later in the day and um, we'll reach out um, watching this once you get a chance on YouTube, feel free to shoot me an email if you have any particular questions. So turning losses into tax wins, this is what we're gonna discuss. We're gonna discuss the CARES Act and its impact on loss planning and how I look at the full financial picture of a client and your CPA should too. Uh, and looking at how the CARES Act might impact some of the decisions we make. Um, this CARES Act is, of course, um, the legislation um, which resulted in several opportunities and changes in the tax code resulting in response to the pandemic. We're also going to talk about retirement accounts and things that we can do with them when we incur business losses and we are in a lower tax bracket. We want to capitalize on the certain opportunities. We also want to talk about creating uh, tax losses. So what are some opportunities where we might be uh, in the position where we're gonna see some taxes, but we actually we can take some action steps to um, reduce our taxable income through some accounting techniques and tax strategies. And then we're gonna talk about planning for the losses. So this is just like the overall topic of just what can we do when we know we're gonna incur losses to optimize the benefit and the tax benefit for these losses. So first let's just talk about the, uh, the CARES Act effect on the losses. So as of the CARE back, um, before the CARES Act was implemented, you could only carry your losses forward. What I mean by that, let's say you have, um, you've incurred business losses and you can't use those write-offs to offset other sources of income. That, those losses can be used against future income of the same character. So if I have passive losses, I can't use those usually to offset active income, only passive income. But if I only have all passive income, best I can do, I can't write it off against other sources of income in most circumstances. We'll talk about exceptions later. Um, but I can use those passive losses to offset future uh, passive income. Same thing applies for active income. But now with the CARES Act, what we can do is we can take those losses and carry it back. So maybe if we had some, uh, we incurred some tax liabilities on some passive income in the prior years, 
in the past five years, we can go five years back, we can now get some of the, that tax money back. Um, now, another thing to think about, um, they repealed the excess, excess business loss limitation. Basically, what that means is you used to only be able to use 80% of your losses to offset other sources of taxable income. Now we can use, we can offset 100% of the taxable income, sorry, instead of 80% of that taxable income. Uh, another thing that is exciting for some of you, especially some of you looking to free up additional capital and leave the rat race, maybe you have a job that is giving you some 401k money and you're just dying to invest it, you can now borrow up to $100,000 from your 401k. And think about, um, when you think about that, uh, when you borrow from your 401k, you're gonna pay interest, but that interest is going to go into your tax deferred account that you own and will eventually get back. And that's going to be a tax deductible expense. That's gonna be business interest you're paying to your 401k account that you own. Another thing to think about is um, early distributions. So before uh, the CARES Act, uh, you would get that 10% penalty if you withdrew from your traditional or solo 401, traditional IRA or solo 401k uh, or other accounts before the age of 59. Now you can take that money out so long as you use it for the purpose of recovering in reaction to the, the uh, CARES Act further your business, you will not have to pay that 10% early withdrawal penalty. So think about how much better it'll be for you to take, maybe take some money out of your retirement account as opposed to, uh, to maybe taking out some credit cards where you're paying a debt of uh, you know 25% or some crazy amount of interest and just digging yourself into a deeper and deeper hole. Um, some of you, this may be a great way just to um, pump some oxygen back into your businesses as well. Another thing I want you to think about with this um, regarding retirement accounts is the impact that it will have on your, um, is well, the possibility of doing a Roth IRA rollover. And as you know, there are limits on how much you can contribute to a Roth IRA and some of you might be um, have too high an income, but you can still do the Roth IRA rollover where you roll over your funds from a conventional, um, uh, an IRA or a 401k into that Roth. It's a taxable event, but think about this. Let's say that we have all of these losses. We're in a low tax bracket. We're, we may be even be in a zero ta dollar tax bracket with all our losses, especially if we're using cost segregation and bonus depreciation. We want to make sure we at least use that standard deduction. So why not use that, at least take out enough money so we'll get we, that deferred 12,400 if you're single or if you're married, 24,800, at least use take advantage of that opportunity to get that tax-free standard deduction. And after that, you're at 10%. That's probably a lower amount that you're paying taxes than as you will when you are um, getting those required minimum distributions. And now that we have it in that Roth IRA account, it can grow tax-free. Uh, so um, in a later discussion, stay tuned because we're going to be doing some webinars on things strategies uh, relating to your solo 401ks and Roth IRA, self-directed accounts and investing in real estate, borrowing to invest in real estate, all sorts of strategies. Um, that's gonna be a great topic in future discussions. I'm gonna bring in a, um, a guest to talk about that. So here's some planning opportunities. Um, I want you to think about, um, this is just some high level and things that your CPA should be thinking about and that I think about with my clients and just to give you an idea 
of all the opportunities to save money on taxes and the considerations. These are just a few of them at a high level. Um, first, creating losses, right? So the most common way that we can create losses uh, that I do with my clients is cost segregation and recognizing bonus depreciation. But there are other ways we can create additional losses or at least reduce our tax liabilities from the perspective of what a CPA can do. Um, and that can be a change in accounting methodology, right? Go from FIFO to LIFO in your inventory, how you, you record your inventory. You can also go from a cash to accrual method. Uh, there are also changing in estimates and different tax elections to reduce your taxable income. You wanna analyze active versus passive losses. So let's say that we have these losses on our tax return. We wanna understand the nature because that is gonna be important. As I said earlier, you can, only, you can typically only use offset active, inc active losses against active income and passive losses against passive income. So if you have a buildup of a lot of passive losses, you wanna find a way to create that passive income to offset those passive losses and utilize those um, that write-off. Now, the um, another thing that you wanna think about is material participation. So now that we have this active income and passive income. So passive income, most rental activity is going to be treated as passive income. Uh, some exceptions are gonna be hotels, and also we're gonna see um, some Airbnbs. Sometimes we can classify that as active income, but most long-term rentals, especially if you're syndicating deals, uh, long-term buy and holds are gonna be treated as passive income. Active income is typically going to be things along the lines of your wage, your salary, uh, things such as uh, commissions. If you're a real estate agent, if you're a property manager, most of that is going to be treated as active income. So in most circumstances, as I said earlier, cannot use those passive losses against your active income. So that's why it's important. We want to look at the picture. So we have um, all these write-offs, we might have some, some losses from our businesses, but how good are these write-offs if we, we have this taxable income in other buckets that we can't really use um, to offset this, these write-offs, right? Don't, ideally, we would have losses being used to offset our taxable income. So here are some of the things that we wanna think about to make sure we optimize these opportunities and take advantage of our write-offs. Uh, first, we want to think about some exceptions to the rules. First of all, now there are others, but I'm trying to keep this high level and not put you to sleep. Um, if you're modified AGI, and for most of you guys, that's just going to be your salaries and your income minus expenses. If you're modified adjusted gross income, it's below $100,000. You can deduct $25,000 uh, against your active sources of income. So to give an example, let's say you work at a bank, you have an income, your salary is $85,000. Uh, if you, you have a rental property, you run a cost segregation study, a bonus depreciation, and we're operating at a loss now because of all of these non-cash depreciation write-offs, we may even have a cash flow positive investment, but we can get a $25,000 write-off potentially to offset that $85,000 that could bring our taxable income down to $60,000. 
and that might save you somewhere along the lines of five to eight thousand dollars depending on other variables real estate professional tax status is really powerful um, basically that means is if you are uh, working full-time in real estate meaning more than 50 percent of your hours are dedicated to your real estate trader business and more than 750 hours per year uh, into that real estate trader business you could take those passive rental losses and characterize them as as though they are active losses so basically you can use those losses to offset active income now so an example would be let's say that you're an ambitious real estate investor full-time you qualify as that real estate professional tax status and your husband or wife uh, is has nothing to do with real estate but is a, a doctor lawyer teacher has that salaried income now think about this we also have eliminated that 80 percent restriction i talked about earlier on offsetting taxable income you get that real estate professional tax status you run some cost segregation studies and bonus depreciation maybe section 1679 to accelerate your depreciation and your non-cash expenses and now we can operate at a loss with all these write-offs from your real estate investments and those write-offs can be used to reduce the taxable income from your spouse's job so maybe your spouse's employer was taking out however much 30 35 percent of his paycheck every week for taxes at the end of the year we claim that real estate professional tax status and we can get some of that money back uh, and I you can see a good chunk of that money I've seen clients get refunds when they take advantage of this um, they will get refunds anywhere from twenty to fifty thousand dollars back on their taxes something to think about when you're trying to implement this is you have to actively participate in the example above where we talk about that uh, adjusted gross income being under a hundred thousand dollars active actively participating means that you are involved in the daily daily uh, the day-to-day decision making uh, of those rentals to qualify for the real estate the benefits of the real estate professional tax status you will need to materially participate and that is a seven-pronged test you can look that up or I'll go deeper into it in another webinar. Um, when we think about this from a planning perspective, right? Being aware of this real estate professional tax status is super important. If you know that you're maybe on the border, you don't have quite that 750 hours yet, uh, maybe put in a few more hours, have a time log and show that you're, you're putting those extra hours, uh, maybe put in some extra work, make sure you're materially participating so we can take advantage of, of the real estate professional tax status so use those losses to offset the active income. I have a client who, um, wh whose wife was pregnant and one of our tax strategies was because he was gonna get three months paternal leave and he was working around the clock on his investments nights and weekends anyways. Uh, so we kept a detailed time log and we're hoping that we can show that more than 50% of his hours were put into his real estate trader business even though he has that salary job from his bank that gives a generous uh, paternal leave and that will allow us to run the the bonus depreciate to you know run the cost segregation and create all these losses to offset uh the income from his salary job uh, at, at a bank and another another planning technique is we want to time this right so this client is purchasing a Dodge Ram, a massive truck 
we are gonna we decide to delay that purchase into the year where we can get that real estate professional tax status. So we run we recognize bonus depreciation on that RAM. We can get something along the lines of like a forty thousand dollar write off uh, against his rental income and then anything pass that against the salary he's being taxed on uh, or his wife. So lots of opportunity there to save some big money on taxes. Another thing that we want to think about is entity carve outs in selections. So just to give you a quick understanding of how I look at my client's full financial picture uh, to utilize these losses. Um, let's say that you own a barber shop and there are multiple locations, right? And one look, you, you treat it all is all held under one entity, so it's all treated as active income. And we have these passive losses, maybe from real estate. Well, what if there's a location that you don't really do much at, you just own it, but you're never there, you're never making any of the decisions? Well, maybe we realize that we actually are not materially participating in that particular store that we own. So we can create a different entity for that business activity and we can classify that as passive. Now all that passive income can be offset and we can reduce the taxes on it from our losses generated from our real estate rentals. Another idea is the S-Corp tax election. When we have the S-Corp tax election for a business, not only do we eliminate payroll, but now a portion of that income is treated as passive income and again, because we have that passive income, those passive losses can offset it. So many other things to consider though. There's qualified business income deduction and there are C-Corp elections and there's timing of this and there are admin costs. So this is just a high level. I just hope that you guys are thinking about this with your tax advisor. Uh, and if you are a CPA, you should definitely be thinking about this with your clients who own businesses and multiple businesses and have these opportunities. Uh, a great resource is the American Institute of Certified Tax Planners. I'm a certified tax coach with them and I've received wonderful training on this type of tax strategy and planning. Uh, another idea is to think about revenue and expense timing. So we were talking about early, earlier where we have this, um, we, if we are in a low tax bracket, it may be a good time to free up some of that money from our deferred tax accounts, retirement accounts, put them into the Roth IRA, or just take them out and put them into our businesses. Other ideas might be, let's say that you're in a very low tax bracket this year. This, if you have any influence over the timing of certain sources of revenue or expenses, you might wanna consider doing it now based on the tax bracket that you're in. For instance, uh, maybe now is a good time to sell your partnership interest where you're gonna recognize a certain profit because you're in a very low tax bracket. Or on the other side of the, of the spectrum, let's just say that you're in a very high tax bracket. This might be the year where you perhaps decide to incur some additional repair costs that are not necessary, but if you're on the fence of between, between doing it this year and next, you choose the year, if it makes sense from a business perspective, you choose the year that's gonna make the most sense from a tax perspective. Uh, one thing in mind is me, I love talking about taxes and tax saving opportunities, but we also want to make sure that all of these recommendations make sense from a business perspective as well. So that's pretty much all I wanted to talk to you about.
uh, for today about on the topic of um, loss planning for your business and your real estate investments. I really hope you guys got a good idea of just some of the things that I can do and you should be doing and thinking about in this uh, regarding this topic. Feel free to reach out to me. Know where to find me, mark at markprobergcpa.com. Uh, and I'd love to talk to you and see if there are any opportunities for you to create losses or utilize losses to reduce the taxes and free up additional capital that can be put back into work for you. Some upcoming webinar topics are going to be uh, foreign investing into U.S. real estate. We're going to talk about the tax implications, structuring, and I'm going to be bringing in an international tax attorney to assist me on this presentation, Total Rockstar. Lots of great stuff to learn from this one, especially for you syndicators on how you can talk to some foreign investors to get that additional capital into your investments. Lots of planning opportunities, also lots of tax traps if you don't do it right. Then we're going to be talking about turning your hobbies into legitimate sources of write-offs and revenues. So what are your side hustles and passions and how Uncle Sam will encourage you to pursue those. And now we have some business write-offs that can reduce your taxable income. And then we're going to be talking about your exit strategies. We are going to discuss, um, for those of you that are looking to eventually leave your job to invest full-time in real estate or some entrepreneurial journey in the real estate realm, we're going to talk about some tax planning ideas, financial implications, and business strategies to help you get there and some of the things that I can help my clients out with reaching that goal. Real estate professional tax status is going to play a huge role in um, identifying and assessing when to leave and taking advantage of that tax election. So if you have any questions in the chat, Tried to make this one quick and high level. There's a lot of other variables. I tried to just give you a high level overview. We can dive deep and deep into the weeds if you'd like. Um, and feel free to talk to me about your, your particular questions if you really wanna go into a further deep dive into this topic. Let's see what we got here. All right, guys, well, Thanks a lot for your time. For those of you tuning in in a later date, um, thanks for giving this a try. And, and I hope you got something out of this. And feel free to reach out. I will see you in the next webinar. Have a good night.